Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. You can live freed up and not fed up. Did you know that it's Freed Up's second year anniversary? Yes, this past week. And I am so grateful to God for two things, the vision for this podcast and for each and every one of you that chooses to listen, because I know you have so many choices. So thank you for your support. And I pray that you'll continue to find this podcast as a resource and a tool for your healing and help on your path to getting freed up. Well, we're still in our year of the release party. Yes, we are. And we are still dropping new releases all the time. God is giving us new revelation about what needs to go and what needs to come into our lives. So I just wanted to check in on you to see how you're coming along in your letting go process. And in today's episode, I want to share with you an area in my life that God has said to me, Tina, this has got to go. My translation of his words to me are, hmm, about that doubt, girl. So yes, listen in as I share about my struggle with doubt and how God is helping me to get freed up one day at a time. We'll be right back in a moment. sure how it feels for you when you hear from God so clearly. I'm not the one that easily says, hey, God told me this. And if I'm honest, I often struggle with hearing God's voice. Do you? I mean, my preference is that he would simply just part the heavens and the clouds, come and sit on one of his beautiful sunsets that he gives us, which are truly my favorite part of the day, by the way, and just say, now, Tina, daughter, this is the plan. And then if he gave me the play-by-play from beginning to end, I would love that. And then like the great teacher and guide that he is, I would hope to ask all of my questions, get his answers, and then I would want to ask some follow-up questions just to be sure I covered everything before he would roll up out. And trust me, I can come up with lots of questions. Well, clearly that hasn't happened and it isn't going to happen for me. And just so you don't feel too left out of this episode, let me be sure and include you by saying this. It's not going to happen that way for you either. So when I asked God last summer to show me what he wanted me to know most about myself that was getting in the way of me being freed up in this season of life and what he wanted me to know most about him as well, I was amazed that I heard from God so succinctly and clearly. I did hear him speak. But there wasn't any parting of the heavens, no thunderous display of power, no sitting on the sunset, no fanfare. It was what felt like an email to my spirit without the sound notification. It happened when I was away on a weekend getaway trip with one of my girls during one of the multiple waves of the COVID crazy. And in the midst of all of the external and internal chaos of that season, those simple questions that I asked God with this intentional and strategic goal and a sincere and open heart to hear from him produced exactly what I desired, his voice with an answer. 
literally in my first hour of just being still, praying, asking, and listening, this one word kept bubbling up for me, doubt. So this is the thing God showed me was having his way with me, and it was time to release it. And because God knew that this wouldn't be an easy task, nor a short-term one, he answered my other question. He told me that he would be my sustainer and my keeper. That's the part of his character that he wanted me to know most about him in this season. I was overwhelmed and I left that trip knowing that the path ahead was going to be a real one, okay? And what's more is that I knew that the doubt that I was having most intensively was particularly about one area in my life, relationships. One area where I had been on the trust struggle bus with God for years. And just a few months before, I had said to God, I am ready to totally surrender this area to you. Funny thing about that doubt stuff, just when you decide to be bold, faith-filled, and courageous in your new commitment, the feelings of uncertainty, overwhelm, fear, and those thoughts of, can I do this? That's when they really start to emerge and take center stage. It begins to feel more prevalent and present at that time. You see, doubt pokes at you. It impolitely interrupts your thoughts and prayers. It talks to you like one who nags. It won't let you idly chill. It keeps you in a merry-go-round experience. And because of that, it wears us down emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So it has to be released. And this time for me, I've agreed that God can hold me to this work of releasing. So about that doubt, have you been experiencing doubt in your life that's been keeping you from being freed up? Doubt is an uncertainty or lack of conviction about something. It calls into question and lacks confidence in. And this kind of doubt, this is not that I doubt if I can get this done by the end of the day kind of doubt. No, this is a pattern of hesitation in the heart and suspicion in the spirit that blocks our vitality and the gift of a fulfilling life. And it keeps us from moving forward and it trounces on the trust that we need to deepen our intimacy with God. Maybe for you, it's not the area of relationships that drudges up doubtful feelings and thoughts. Maybe you have doubts that you can really make it work each month at your income level if you start tithing and giving back to God part of the provisions that he's given to you. Or maybe you doubt that God can heal your broken heart after such a monumental loss in your life. You want to have a full life again, but you just don't think it's possible. Or maybe you've started therapy and you're learning to set those important boundaries with specific people in your life. And now that you have, things don't seem to be the same way with them. You're starting to feel concerned and doubt if all of this counseling stuff even makes sense at all. Or maybe you're in a season of waiting on God to grant you a desire of your heart and you've been praying for quite a while, but you're not seeing anything that looks like an answer. And you're beginning to doubt if God actually hears your prayers. Could it be that You're a believer in Christ and much of what you see from people around you who claim to be believers as well doesn't resemble the one that you chose to follow. 
Maybe it's possible that doubt is rising in you because of that. And you're wondering if this faith walk is real and even worth it. Doubt can creep up from many different sources. One source is disappointments. Lord knows I've had many of those in the relationship area. Disappointments because of failure, unfulfilled expectations, betrayal of trust, and the list goes on. And left unchecked and unresolved, disappointments can lead to discouragement and disillusionment. It can also make us cynical and crass, untrusting, uncaring, and uncertain. Doubt can also happen because of grief. You know, losses, of course, are never easy. And the hurt and pain from them can leave us uncertain about the light ahead of us. Periods of waiting on God can also be a breeding ground for doubt. I know this place well. Anybody waiting on God to do something for you right now? Hey, my hand is raised. And you know what? Waiting on anything in these days is hard. Let's just be honest. I check the tracking on my Amazon packages like consistently thinking, okay, where is this thing? They said it was going to be delivered at 12.15 p.m. and it is 12.30. Where is my package? (laughs) Okay, maybe I'm not that bad, but waiting on God's timing and provision is hard and it becomes even harder because we don't get a tracking number from him or even an estimated time frame, a month or a year that he'll show up like we hope he will. We don't even know if he will do what we're asking of him. And so doubt can set in in the wait. Waiting can cause us to question, to wonder, to ruminate, and even try to make it happen for ourselves. And then another source of doubt is listening to the lies from the voices of the culture. The world's voice and God's voice are completely opposed to one another. And the more we allow the opinions, ideas, and beliefs of the culture to sift into our hearts and minds, the easier it is for doubt to slip in as well. This happens so subtly, y'all. The devil, our enemy, his strategy is to tell the same lies over and over, sometimes in different ways, but doing so until they seem like they're believable. And then for some, a pattern of doubt may exist because in our early life experiences, when validation of our worth and our value was needed and we didn't receive it consistently, it might have created a fragile sense of self. Yes, so often our doubts are directed at God, but they are also sometimes directed at ourselves. Self-doubt is real. And it includes feelings of uncertainty about one or more aspects of who we are and what we can do. And while some of it's normal to feel, it can begin to wreak havoc on our mental health if we sit in it for too long. Self-doubt can also live at the root of imposter syndrome. Well, imposter syndrome is the perception that one has that they are a fraud and don't belong in the spaces and the places that they occupy, even though they are seen by others as qualified and capable. While doubting is not necessarily unbelief, it is a tenuous path that can lead us there if we're not careful. And that's where the danger lies. So spiritually speaking, doubting can lead to two barriers in our walk with God. The first one is instability. 
you know, in the book of James, the author who is James says that for the person who's praying and asking God to do something, but continues to doubt while they're praying and asking, they are double-minded and they are unstable in all of their ways. Instability means shifty, not trustworthy, unreliable. I remember at one point, not long ago in this season of just working through this doubt thing with God, I was making a request to him in the area of relationships because, of course, I had committed to praying about this. And off and on, I would say, even in asking God for what I desired, I would say, hmm, I can't see this happening. And then one day when I finished praying, I distinctly heard God say, you're unstable. Now, again, I don't quickly say that God says everything to me. But I'm sure it was God's voice because, hey, I'm not trying to be that disrespectful to myself that early in the morning, right? The truth is that God reminded me of that scripture in James. Why ask if you don't have faith for what you're asking for? And if you're going to be shifty and back and forth in your prayer, why even pray about it? I took that to heart that day. I had to remember that I'm talking to the God of the universe the God over all creation who holds it together day by day. At best, I can just trust in the fact that God can if he chooses to. There is this barrier of instability, but there's also the barrier of immobility. When we live in doubt, we can get stuck and not move in any direction. And often our doubts are coupled with fear and we may lack the courage and confidence to do anything at all. And y'all, being stuck means being stagnant. We've talked about this before on Freed Up. And being stagnant means not moving, not growing, and not living freed up. And then continuous and intense doubting can cause mental and emotional health challenges. It can lead to anxiety, depression, procrastination, low self-esteem, among other things. So how do we deal with this doubt thing? How am I learning to deal with my doubt? Well, I want to share what God has given to me to help me with the intervals of doubt that I still experience. And please know, doubts are going to continue to come like waves because they are part of our existence and our human experience. But we can rise above them when they show up and strengthen our trust in God. The most important thing that I had to learn about dealing with doubt is that I had to connect to the truth. Yes, doubt is that fragile place. It's not for planting down. It puts us at this mental and spiritual crossroads. But on the other side of things, doubt can drive us to the truth. And that truth is found in only one place, in one alone. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And it is through God's word that we stay connected to the truth because God's word is truth. So there were two particular Bible verses that God gave me during the season that I still pray and I still read. They are Psalms 46 and 10 and Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Now, if you've been a Bible reader for a while, you've heard these verses a zillion times. But hearing and doing 
have a bit of space between them. So knowing the playbook and executing the plays are two different things. So maybe you're hearing these again after many times, just like me. Well, I want to invite you to join me in living these out and executing them. And no worries if these verses are new to you. I hope they become guiding pillars for each of our faith every day. I want to read them to you. Psalm 4610, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Be still. And when you look up the Hebrew translation of be still, it actually means cease and desist. Back down, stand down. You know, doubt can have us spinning and ruminating and moving. And sometimes we're doing things that keep ourselves busy and keep us out of the mode of just resting. As a matter of fact, what I believe about being still means that it calls us to surrender, to surrender to the moment, to surrender our ear and our heart and our minds to listening in to hear from God. It's in those moments when I surrender myself to the moment and get still, that's when I can connect to the truth and I can speak to those doubts that I'm having. Here's the second verse that I want to read to you. And it's found in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So when I'm dealing with my doubts, I'm literally having to say, God, I'm going to trust you with all my heart and not depend on what I think, what I interpret, or what I come up with. You know, in the times that we live, we often hear about my truth and your truth. And listen, our truth is generally us leaning on and depending on our own understanding and trying to figure it out for ourselves. And while we're trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. And he worked it out before the beginning of time. So the answer is already there for us. And the outcome is already in place for us. That's why we lean on him, his way and his truth, because it will give us life. So as I close, I want to share three practical strategies and steps for chipping away at the nagging voices of doubt in our lives. These are ones that I'm incorporating, and I hope that you will think about these as well. The first thing is to practice awareness and mindfulness. Yes, this is a strategy we talk about frequently on Freed Up. When you ask God to show you how to move those barriers in your life for his purposes, please know that he's going to show you. This means pray first. And then we have to pay attention on purpose. So do some tracking, do some investigating. Write down the doubts that come to your mind during the day and evening, and then get curious about them. What are they about? Are they related to a specific area or topic, or are they about many different things? Well, you won't know how to deal with them until you know what they are. So write them down so you can identify any patterns of doubt that might be showing up in your life. And then two, practice self-compassion. Listen, God has so much grace for us, y'all. He's not up there trying to bop us over our heads every time we struggle with doubts. 
He wants us to move closer to him in faith and trust every day. And he is a loving father who knows that we are weak in this area. So just like God gives us grace and shows compassion to us, we have got to do the same things for ourselves. And what I realized in my experience in this area of growth is that me shaming myself into change or putting myself down or beating myself up does not motivate me to get to the desired change that I want to see. As a matter of fact, generally, it has the opposite effect. It can emotionally spiral me down, further down. And so be kind to yourself. When you hear yourself doubting, just simply say something like, I am doubting right now, and that's not what I want to do. God, thank you for showing me. And then thank God that you've recognized it so you can make those adjustments. And then the third thing is this. Create a space in your journal and make two columns. One that says the doubts and the other that says the truth or the facts. And for each doubt that surfaces, write the opposite response. So for example, if I say, I doubt that God will do this for me, in the opposite column, I may write, God loves me and has come through for me time and time again, or God is faithful to his promises. And I've been doing this over the last year or so, and now I'm practicing it mentally. When the doubts arise, I'm speaking directly to those doubts, just like I would if I wrote them down in that journal. Now, this will be very similar to the reframing exercise that we did a long time ago when we covered unhelpful thinking patterns. Do you see the similarities? And by the way, if you don't have the exact truth about something, you can simply write this. I am safe in God's care right now in this moment. Okay, Freedom family, our time is up. I don't know what God's asking you to release in this year, but I do know this. You can hear his voice for yourself. Just get still and remember to lean on his truth and his wisdom to help you to get to whatever he's speaking to you to do. I hope that you got something from this episode today that you can use in your life when doubt arises because it will come. And I hope that you're encouraged in your process of releasing. No, it's not easy. It's been a challenge for me and it is an ongoing struggle, but it's like that when we're trying to unlearn something that's been a part of us for so long, I want to tell you to not give up. We are in this together. We walk this path together and remember above everything else. God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.